Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with me, D. Klein. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny, and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. Dwight C. Welcome to NFP. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I've ever since I entered this space, the people who introduced me to the space were people like Rob Ness, Max Osiris. Yeah. Um, and that was all part of the Rari gang movement at the time. And that's kind of how I got into the space. And you were there as well. Yet we have never interacted. And that's been a while now. Like, when, what year was that? 20? Yeah, it's been 19? like coming on two years. Uh, since really like the, the Rari yeah. Gang push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you were, Rari Gang, was that kind of your beginning to this whole thing, the NFT thing? Or is it? Hey, I, I, I kind of got, I, I got introduced to the NFT thing um, like earlier in 2020. But I didn't really understand it and like didn't have anybody show me the way really. Um, until you know, I did meet like Pseudo and Max Osiris after Crypto Art Show too. And Mm -hmm. like I'm here in Vegas and like it was crazy meeting them and it just like blew my mind what like was possible with NFTs and like kind of clicked as to like what they actually were and you know, like how you could create some art and tokenize it, put it on the blockchain. And, you know, it's indisputably authentic. Um, you know, it just, just really blew my mind, I guess. Yeah. And it brings up all kinds of interesting, uh, issues that are finally now kind of coming to the forefront, right? Because when we yeah. talk about tokenizing art and selling tokens or owning art, and some people say they're, oh, they own the art. Some people say, well, you just own a token. Of course, yeah. then that whole controversy that's kind of been all over the uh, Twitter sphere lately with Rider Rips and Board Ape Yacht Club uh, kind of springs to mind. I mean, it's a pretty interesting issue. I mean, I'm no legal expert, so this, and I, this is yeah. just opinion flying around here, you know. But uh, I think it could be pretty major uh, precedent-setting kind of uh, stuff. What do you think? I mean, I think it's super interesting did you watch the documentary thing? I did not watch the documentary fully. I watched a little bit about it. And uh, yeah, I mean, we want to be careful about what we say here, right? Because you yeah. know, this is an ongoing legal issue. Um, but I don't know, man. I, I, I have to side with uh, satire, with art, with it being, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a take on something that is transformative, not necessarily visually transformative but transformative in the nature of the art itself via the yeah. tokenization, right? Which is unique to NFTs, which is precisely what's clever about it. And what yeah. makes it art to me is that he is making a statement about that, right? And yeah. I mean, the the whole thing with the 
Nazi symbology is in us is in a sense here in our discussion anyway it's an aside right it's yeah it's not the main issue it's an issue obviously yeah. um but it you know for example um I had someone on OpenSea who literally lifted all my art and made their yeah. own copies of it okay and they called the collection decline art and they sold them under a collection named decline art on OpenSea and there's no attempt to be satirical. They are trying yeah. to trick people. They're yeah, they're 100%. trying to get people to buy my art, thinking it is mine. Yeah. Okay, and that's Yuga Labs' accusation of Ryder Rips is, hey, he's trying to deceive people, and it's like, yeah. no, he's not. He's yeah. he's not trying to deceive people. You yeah, can clearly 100%. see he's, it's out there. He's, yeah, it's satirical. You can see it in the description. He makes no claim that he's you know these are the original. Yeah, no, 100%. That's true. And that that kind of goes aligns with, I guess, the, the like original kind of Rari gang trash art crypto art movement is what? to, you know, take things from, you know, all different sources and create art with with them, you know, totally. I mean, that's I mean, now granted, you know, you have the Andy Warhol story with the Prince photo, where Andy Warhol Foundation, or whatever it's called, did actually lose that court case. Yeah. Because I guess it wasn't sufficiently transformative. Yeah. You know? Um, but in this case, I don't think it's the visual element itself that's the transformative element. The transformative element is that it's on a different token address. Yeah. And it's uniquely minted. And anyone who has any knowledge of the original nft compared to this knows it's not the original and could just read the description there's yeah. no attempt there on my in my opinion to deceive people the point is satire it's it's gonna be interesting definitely to see how it plays out uh it is because yes. you know like they're just gonna straight argue the art side of it where it is like lifted art in some ways you know with like less attributes uh so is like the underlying like art that is like you know moving it to a different token and scrutinizing the project is that sufficient as art or is that you know still just lifting another project's art exactly like when again i'm not a legal expert but in my opinion yeah. it is sufficiently transformative in that yeah it's using the art to for a different purpose yeah and it's not deceptive either. Yeah, Anyone no, who is in the space who's looking at these NFTs knows, okay, yeah. this is not a real board ape. There have been ep efforts to just straight up copy board apes, yeah. right? Yeah. And claim that it is the actual collection and try to trick people to buy them, but that's not the case here. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, there is two there is two like newcomers to the space, you know? Yes. And that's, that's a, a real point. possibility too. Like newcomers into the space could be like, oh, this is like the same thing on like a different chain or whatever. Uh, so I do think, and you know, when when newcomers are just looking at OpenSea's, you know, highest selling collections, they might just still click on that and buy in, not knowing what they're buying into. I don't know if that argument holds up, though, because, I mean, you're basing the deception on the naivety of the buyer, not on the intent of Legitimacy the of the art, yeah, okay. I, I totally right? see that side of it, yeah. You know, because, 
you know, was Andy Warhol deceiving people into thinking that this photo was not, that was his original photo? Not really, right? Yeah. Of course, that's maybe not a good argument since they lost that court case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, Very I'm true. not a lawyer. <laughs> I think it's unfortunate. I think they would have been better to just let it go, you know? But, I mean, I can see how the whole Nazi symbology thing is like, whoa, okay, that's that's getting into defamation territory. Yeah. Right? And <clears throat> so I can see why they need to defend that, yeah. you know, and say that it's spurious or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, some of it's pretty hard to ignore, though. For sure. Let's talk trash, though. You know, um, you enter the scene realizing, holy crap, this is really cool, how you can tokenize art. And yeah. you go straight into trash art. It's just, it's an interesting place to start, you know. Um, yeah. Talk to me about how that was what kind of got you going. So, like, the intro into it, like, I live in Vegas. Uh and I had been DJing and COVID wiped that out, you know, uh -huh. so like completely, uh, and nobody knew really what was going on. I didn't know how long it would be before, you know, I was going back to DJing, uh, or if that's even really what I wanted to do, um, after, you know, like a little bit of a prolonged break from it. Um, and so I met, uh, like Pseudo and Max Osiris in Vegas, it blew my mind. They came out like right after crypto art show too. And that was like, apparently, you know, right after the Rari drop. So mm -hmm. everybody was just going nuts. That was my intro into like who Max Osiris was and Pseudo, uh, and kind of like started on the side of crypto that was like getting a lot of hate at the time uh really from trash arts perspective uh you know everybody was getting kicked off you know platforms and stuff as for like max and and robness but i met them in vegas uh and then we decided to to do crypto art show three um and so we were gonna go do crypto art show three i went down uh with pseudo um, we ended up staying at this place that was like totally nuts. It was like a legitimate like cult, like basically. Um, it's crazy story. Um, so you were hanging out with a cult? Is that what you're saying? Like, it was weird. I mean, I don't know if it was a cult, but it was like these like co-living houses in LA. Okay. There was like there was like, like a five, commune of sorts. Yeah, there was like five or six houses. And like they they were cheap to live at, but it was all like talented, like young, beautiful people. There was just like it was it was weird because um, they didn't want like people hanging outside of like the little community and stuff. Uh, and so me and Cito went down there and started getting people to like help us organize Crypto Art Show Three. Um, right. And they like did not appreciate that. Like, because we were getting people to, like, you know, work outside of, like, their activities and group, like, house plans and stuff. Uh, Interesting. So, we, so me and Sudo actually end up going back to Vegas to, uh, to get, um, to just, like, prepare the rest of, like, the show. Because, uh, like, we're no longer, like, really welcome there. Um, 
And it was, it, no, it was like crazy. It was like weird, like Hollywood intro into like, it was just, it was bizarre. They had some like pretty prominent people there. They had like Emmy award winning, like music producers that were staying there, but they had like different houses right or like where they separated people into so there was like um there was like a house where they had like people that wanted to be actors and then they had like young professionals and then they had like uh like more music oriented and that's where like okay. this emmy award-winning producer was there but like we were trying to set up this art show and they were like all right you guys can't stay at the same house and we're like what and they were like you have to go to like the music house <laughs> And you got to go to like the business house. And we're like, no, uh, I'm good on this. <laughs> They're like classifying people into houses. Yeah. That's very interesting. yeah. Wow. And they, they had some like weird connections into Hollywood through some like weird ways. Um, it was pretty bizarre. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty wild. You know, and so I've only been to uh, Hollywood once and it was, I can understand, you know, you got some very interesting people there and interesting communities. Yeah. It's it's a very different way of thinking there. Yeah. So I mean I get it. <laughs> it's not it was just it was just weird vibes the whole time, really. Um <laughs> So did you manage but, to pull off the show? Like did it did it come together? So so it did come together, but it, it like barely came together. I ended up leaving the night before. Uh like we got it like everything kind of set up, but like it went like in every single way it could go wrong. It did go wrong the night before, but it did still happen. And then uh, it like managed like, you know, to, to go on, um, you know, and Cito and Max ended up uh, like finishing it out. So okay. the now, show did go on. Prior, prior to this crypto art show, like you as an artist, what was your experience prior to entering NFTs in regards to art? Like, did you... So I had always art, painting, um, like growing up, like I had always done art, uh, like art competitions as well. Yeah. And like, um, you know, right out of high school, I worked like pretty labor intensive industry, but ended up going back to school, went, uh, for two years, um, went to art school in Denver actually, and didn't finish it up, but like had always, you know, really been into art. As far mm -hmm. as mostly, you know, mostly I liked honestly like colored pencil and like acrylic paint prior to NFTs, but also DJing a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So DJing was a huge art outlet. I did that as like a profession for like almost 10 years. So oh, wow. okay. that was that was like a pretty major, you know, part of my life. Wow. Now, when I look at your art. I don't see a lot of pieces that use traditional media. Um, I think you have a split with Brain Pasta, which was the Rari Gang Art is Alive artwork. Yeah. But uh, that's on foundation. But outside of that, I don't see a lot of pieces that are using, say, acrylic or those kinds of things. They're mostly like photo manipulation type work. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm kind of weird about my art as well, and I don't post all of it for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I do keep a lot of my art for myself. Um, and, you know, painting, I don't do a whole lot of them, but I'll go all out like, you know, and I'll, I'll maybe do like two or three paintings a year. Um, okay. 
uh, it, it didn't used to be like that. Um, you know, like earlier when I was going, uh, like to art school and when I was younger, I did a lot more painting and stuff, but, you know, as DJing kind of kept like became part of my life, I did less, uh, I guess, physical art and, you know, focused more on music. Okay. So do you incorporate music into your work at all then? Um, I mean, I still love to DJ and I still like, I, I do it for myself. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't found a way yet personally as uh, to, to really incorporate that with NFTs in a way that I, I really want to do. And I think that's, that's something, you know, in the space that we're going to see very soon is, is yeah, people keep know, saying NFT music is the next big thing. Yeah. It, it really just depends on how you're going to do it. Um, and you know who's gonna do it and like supposedly LimeWire is coming out uh, is that right LimeWire yeah. are you serious yeah, right now I believe let me let me check <laughs> it out shit. yeah <laughs> Lime, are we gonna have Napster as well uh I don't know LimeWire is doing like an NFT thing I believe so they've got some pretty no way uh, let's see that brings back memories man I remember making entire collections of like Radiohead, like obscure stuff that I couldn't find on any CD right. anywhere, and just digging around on LimeWire and finding the coolest stuff there that you could not buy. And to me, that was like, okay, is this yeah, really, right. you know, immoral or unethical if it's impossible for me to get a hold of this any other way? No, a hundred percent. And um, like part of the, that, like, kind of goes with the ethos of crypto and trash art as well. I mean, like, I'm not gonna lie. Like if I couldn't get something, you know, there were means as a DJ of finding music uh, that, <laughs> that remind me a lot of like IPFS actually. Sure. Uh, yeah, you're right though. The LimeWire is making yeah. digital collectibles. Yeah. That's crazy. They're making, I'm not sure if they're gonna do like, if they have really a music format, but they've got, they've got power behind it. Uh, that is wild, which is, which is going to be interesting and wild too. Like, what do you what do you think about uh, eBay buying Known Origin? Hey, in cooperation with the Coin Network, I am presenting Atomic Zombies by D. Klein. You can find these at AtomicZombies.io. We've got 10,000 zombies that will eventually be available, each with their own set of random generative characteristics. You can watch your zombies' characteristics unlock, emerge, and evolve as they receive more attention online powered by the Koi Network and proof of real traffic. Check it out at AtomicZombies.io. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I've been... I know it's a, it's a cliche, but I've been super honored to be on that platform. Yeah. You know? And it's my most successful platform. It's yeah. where I have the highest volume of sales. Um, Hopefully and, this doesn't you know, ruin my shot. <laughs> I was proud. <laughs> I don't see how it would. I was, I've been proud to be a part of it. Um, you know, hopefully it just means eBay, eBay owns them, but they keep kind of running it as is maybe they have yeah. built into ebay somehow but my hope is that it, they retain the ability to curate they retain the ability to kind of maintain their platform 
Um, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't see eBay just leaving it as is and kind of just having a link on eBay to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like that doesn't, yeah. why would you acquire it if that's all you were yeah. going to do? Do you know what I mean? So to me, it's, I hope that they don't, I don't know. People who are like upset about it, it's like, yeah, but see, this was a centralized platform to begin with. All of these are like, yeah. C is, you know, foundation is, wearable is, they're run by a few people and they can <laughs> censor you if they want to. Right. You know, um, I do think so, the difference is they were, they were largely independent, you know? Yes. And like they were, uh, to whatever, I mean, there's controversy with everything in this space, but like to, mm -hmm. to a degree they're they're sticking with really like the crypto ethos and yes, you know, trying to, to move web three forward the way the creators of web three wanted to be moved forward. But what mm -hmm. I think is interesting is, you know, I don't think, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of that. Um, you know, since it's taken off, it's only been, you know, two years since it really like, you know, and I think Rarible really changed the game by letting yep. anyone mint, you know, and, and then like, exactly. yeah. uh, that is really what blew NFTs up in my opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's only been two years, but stuff is moving super fast. So like, I think that's a trend that we're going to start seeing is, you know, these big web two companies moving into the space and just acquiring successful, successful platforms, like kind of in a lot of ways, I think that we're in a period now similar to like 2000, like yes. at the end of the dot com boom, like this happened faster this time, but it's, you know, yep. like the leaders have been established and, you know, uh, well, and it's an opportune time difficult. for those. It's an opportune time for those huge companies to come in and buy because the market's down so much. Yeah. So you know, exactly. if you're looking at the sales volume on Known Origin or Maker's Place or wherever, volume is massively down, right? Yeah. And so here you are as a company. You know, you want to keep people employed, and you want to keep the system going, but your sales volume is not there, right? And then a company like eBay comes along and says, "Hey." we're going to acquire you, you know, now granted, yeah. I'm sure this has been in process for a while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I don't really blame known origin for, no, for selling uh, to eBay, you know, like some people are like, Oh, they're selling out. It's like, you know what? Maybe they had to, right. In order to be sustainable. Yeah. It's interesting. I just think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how, how, how the market keeps going and how, the leaders of you know nfts as platforms you know react to that mm -hmm. so you know like for myself like if people would ask me oh where do you show your art i'd be like well i'm an artist on known origin i'd be kind of proud of that i'd be like yeah yeah now it's like i'm an artist on ebay what quite the same appeal to it right that side of it yeah <laughs> it's like i'm an artist on kijiji or craigslist do you know what i mean like it does not have the same uh, cachet, I guess is the word, you know? Well, there's, I mean, and this applies especially to the eBay side of it, but there's a side of NFTs that I think is super important that nobody has really like, uh, executed yet. I think, I think, I, I do think art will always be a huge part of NFTs. Like that was the origin mm -hmm. of NFTs. 
but it's not its only use case. And like, I do see in the future, like deeds being NFT and being able to move physical property uh, with NFTs in a verifiable fashion that you can transfer and have like complete accountability as to where those transfers went for physical goods. So I think that's something that eBay could be like pretty interested in is. 100%. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe, maybe they leave known origin as it is and they just take the tech and apply it to different areas. To different areas. Possible. Um, and I think that's like, I think a lot of what we've seen in the last two years is proof of concept and mm -hmm. in like in, in a, and in a lot of ways, I feel NFTs give crypto utility uh, in a way it didn't have before. It's true. Like I, I never spent my Bitcoin or ETH on anything. The first thing I spent it on was NFTs. Yeah, it's the first Prior thing that, that most, it was strictly yeah. for saving. Yeah, for most people, that's NFTs are the first thing you you've, you've used crypto as a currency on. So that's you know I think that's a huge step within the space and just legitimizing crypto as a whole. Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100% on that in that regard for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about no utility, tater heads. About no utility, tater heads. <laughs> the, the, the PFP collection that had no utility before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. To have no so, utility. <laughs> I've been working on uh, a PFP collection for a while now. Uh, I do have uh, a co-creator that I've been working on it with. Um, mm -hmm. But I went to East Denver and East Denver like was totally nuts. I live in Vegas and I've gone to conventions like a bunch and that was the craziest convention I've been to. It was, you know, standing room only for most really? of the convention. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. The, the, the amount of people that turned out and I was able to sit down and like see a lot of panels and like hear a lot of stuff. Um, you know, meet a lot of people and like really brought me, brought me in more into the space and like grew my interests. So after ETH Denver, I came back and I was like, all right, I gotta like, I gotta just make a PFP because I feel like I can figure out how to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. so, uh, me and my co-creator designed all the art, um, okay. and like came up with the concept. Uh, and the concept really is simple. It is, you know, I guess kind of poking fun at the PFP space a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, like giving it respect and like learning the technology used behind it. Um, so that was really the process was, was, uh, to do this as a learning experience. Um, it's not out yet. It's going to be out soon. Uh, if you want to check it out it's taterheads.com like with a d with and a, a z. z or a z yep. sorry yeah yeah <laughs> so so that'll be interesting to put out um you know i really just did it for myself to be honest um yeah it's gonna be you know i'm gonna i'm gonna release it as a freeman too as well oh so nice we did do will it be on uh, ethereum it will be on ethereum uh yep. And a lot of it too, and I guess this, this comes back to, um, 
you know, we talked a little bit about before we came on, but, mm -hmm. uh, well, I, I don't want to jump too ahead, but a lot of it was, uh, was about learning how to self mint learning, oh, you know, okay. learning enough code to, to figure out how to mint your own contract. Um, that's something so that I was a lot of the moment. So time invested, give me some picture of this. You know? <sighs> I mean, it what was you, only... what's invested in, in learning that element. Uh, so I haven't been the greatest student, but like, since like NFTs really clicked and I realized what the technology was, I felt like I needed to have a basic understanding of it. So mm -hmm. I did, uh, I started a boot camp. I did the boot camp for like four months, but it wasn't the greatest because there weren't office hours. I couldn't get in touch with instructors and like, basically it was a lot more expensive than Udemy courses. So okay. I just started doing Udemy as well. Um, and like got a basic understanding for, uh, like HTML, uh, CSS, JavaScript, and then like trying to learn solidity, uh, you know, enough to get through a contract at least. Um, I have had a little help with it. So the contract's legit, you know, I have, uh, some, some great, dev friends that helped me out and took a look at it and uh were able to tweak it just a little bit um right that's but important. time invested has been a lot um i bet you know i mean now you know what though, right? like now you sorry 400 hours you said uh maybe maybe two two to three two to three hundred yeah something like that yeah i believe it yeah i mean that's over a long span of time of course yeah yeah the advantage being, and I'm not, you learned it, now you could do more with it if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, and I mean, it's all about learning. You know, I, I'm not going to, like, get on here and say I, I can code. But, uh, you know, it's been fun, like, like trying to learn the basics and, like, actually completing a project and, like, deploying a website, uh, you know, without any Wix or anything like that. Has right, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, has been a good learning experience. So Taterheads really was about that more than anything else. It was about learning how to gain a basic understanding of the space, like on a technical level in general, you know? You heard it here, folks. If you're building an NFT project, just DM Dwight and he can help you with the coding. I'm just kidding. I'm just I don't kidding. know about that. <laughs> I definitely know you, some people that could help you though. There is, there is still demand for that. You know, even with the market being depressed, it still seems like that's, you know, nobody's letting go of developers yet. They're letting go yeah. of, you know, marketing and stuff like that. Yeah. But, you know, the developers are still in demand, it seems. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the heart and soul of the space, really. Totally. The yeah. developers and the artists. Yep. So let's talk about your art again, though. What do you have in mind to kind of do going forward? What's 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 next on your radar with your art? Uh, so with my art, I've been moving um, kind of a lot. Uh, more of my foundation stuff uh, has been photography, and I do want to move more towards photography. You know, I, I want to stick with kind of like compilation digital art as well, but. I guess just like my interest has grown, grown more, more in photography and kind of in that direction. 
uh, but a lot, a lot of it moving forward is, is, is going to be more photography. Uh, I want to do more kind of long exposures, um, uh-huh. and, you know, like trying to capture moments, I guess, uh, ca- capturing like a feeling and a moment and a f- photograph isn't always the easiest, um, you know, and that's kind of the art for photography, I think, um, mm. for me at least. And so what does that entail on your part? Are you like going out on plate to, you know, shoot on site for a while or are you just kind of doing that, it spontaneously or what? That's kind of how I like to do it is like, I'll, I'll, I'll like, I like to go set up, um, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of figure out where I'm going to shoot and try and capture something within that, you know, and it can be, it can be like the area or, you know, whatever, whatever, I guess I find interesting. Uh, I want to capture something that's like unique and I guess like provokes feeling like, you know, whatever that moment that's captured is, is like, I want it to really like provoke something within like the viewer. Are you doing more shooting you figure around Las Vegas or are there places you have in mind that you might be going? Is it going to be urban Um, kind of work? I mean, it, it, it usually is more urban. Um, yeah. you know, uh, more urban work, uh, for sure. Yeah. Cool. So you got the tater heads happening. You got the photography happening. Anything else you want to drop to people as like a little, Hey, look out for this from Dwight coming up. I think honestly, after the tater heads, like my main focus is, is going to be on learning more about like just doing a self mint. Um, so I bought, mm-hmm. so it'll be up soon. Um, dwightc.art is going to be up um and that'll be a place where i'm going to be self-minting so like you'll be able to um you know mint my 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 art through my site as well um i guess i do this will not be using like what a lot of people are doing is they're using things like manifold or whatever this will be strictly your own yeah this will be my own my own mint um and I do think that's important. And, you know, uh, if you have the time to, to, and you, you're in the NFT space, you know, I do think you might want to like try and learn how to self mint. Uh, cause I do kind of want, we talked a little bit about it before we got on, but, uh, you know, you had brain pasta on and he discussed mm-hmm. it. He touched on it a little bit. Uh, but it's, you know, a lot of collectors don't want to collect off OpenSea and Rarible. Uh, you know, they don't want to have like the risk of OpenSea taking down your collection um, and all that. So it really became the collectors moved to the super rares and the makers places and the known origins. Um, and for a lot of artists that didn't get on, it was it was difficult to keep participating in the space. Um, and then especially, you know, early 2021, when the price of ETH went up and gas went up, you know, that made it even more difficult to participate in the space. So being able to self mint, uh, through my own contract, is really, you know, something I've been working on. Uh, and, you know, especially with tater heads, it's, you know, was a learning exercise on how to do that, you know, so I'll be able to put, you know, my, my work up on dwightc.art and you can mint directly through that. And, you know, it'll show up on all the exchanges. 
but it's not a manifold. It's my contract. That's cool. Yeah. So like, where would you recommend people start if that's what they want to do? Udemy? Udemy is a great resource if you want to, you know, just learn the basics of like HTML and CSS. Mm -hmm. um, there is a Solidity course on Udemy as well. Um, mm -hmm. And then honestly, like I'll shout out Hashlips. Uh, Hashlips is huge. Um, you know, it's basically what took me through a lot of learning how to build a PFP is is the Hashlips tutorial and the Hashlips contract, uh, you know, learning. Where what, did you find those? Pretty sure he's on Twitter. Uh, but hash, if you check out Hashlips on YouTube, it has like a three hour tutorial basically on how to make a PFP. Here, so I'll send Hashlips it to NFT you. is the Twitter handle from what I can tell. Yep. I'm, yeah, I'm going to okay. message you this. Uh, and then I guess from there you can go to Hashlips.online. Is that right? Is that the website? I believe so. Okay, and then it goes to a whole GitHub full of. Yeah, it gives tools. you the repository. It gives you, you know, basically everything you need to get started. Um, okay. Cool. Right on. Thanks so much for joining me. It was really interesting to learn this from you and uh, see, you know, what's happening with you in the space. And good to finally talk with you. I mean, we've kind of been in the same circles yeah, yeah. since the time I got into NFTs to begin with and we never yeah. got a chance to talk. So maybe I can see you at a convention at some time in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. To, great to talk with you. Um, thanks again. It's an honor to be on uh, NFP and I really uh, appreciate the opportunity. For sure. It was my pleasure. Right on. Well, hey, take care. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.